Hello everybody, my name is Caleb Ellison and welcome back to once again another episode of Observational Banter. It is the season 4 premiere of Observational Banter. If you don't know, Observational Banter is all about me. I talk about what I've been going through lately, what am I looking forward to in the near future, and all fun things such like that. The date of this recording is January 8th, 2023, and it's currently 11.14 in the p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we got all that out of the way, and I know, I hope you guys have had a great holiday season, a good, you know, break in between season three and season four, and that's what we're going to be covering in this episode, you know, what have I done between, um, you know, season three and season four when I was home at Maryland, kind of what's been going on while I'm not recording and taking my regular notes, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. So now we're heading into the winter break recap, and I was really excited to be back home for winter break. You know, call me the Cleveland Browns in 1995, the way I went from Cleveland to Baltimore. And the flight there, going from Cleveland to Baltimore, it was super empty. I flew on Southwest, and I was able to get an emergency row seat to myself. And it was like the good emergency row seat, where it was like this row of three, but the one in front of the window seat doesn't like have a seat there. And so I got like the full, you know, the full leg extension, no one next to me, no one in the middle seat, no one in the aisle seat. It was great. Loved it. And so it was a pretty quick flight. I think the pilot took a shortcut in the air. I landed in Baltimore. I get my bag and it is time to head home. Shout out to my mom. She got a new car. It's really nice. It, you know, it really drives super smoothly. Um, it, it's a really quiet engine, a huge sunroof, really good stuff. It's just great to be back home to see all the animals again. My two dogs, Natty and Bo, and my cat, Anastasia. Great stuff. Great. I just love to see it. And so, while I'm home, you know, I want to have fun, I want to make some memories, and so we're going to get stuff done. So, I flew in and I landed in Maryland on Saturday night, and by Tuesday, I mean, I already booked the appointment on Sunday, and then by Tuesday, I got another tattoo. It's another tic-tac-toe board, um, just one though, like usually I get them in threes, but for this one, I just wanted to get one. It's on my upper calf, like a couple of inches below the back of my knee. Decent spot, like there were a few times I flinched just because the needle would like hit a weird spot. But for the most part, like I was just laying on my stomach with the eyes closed, so it was a pretty easy tattoo to get. Uh, nothing really too bad there. So yeah, got that done. That is my eighth tic-tac-toe tattoo that is on my leg. And cool stuff, you know, just love to see it. And so, flash forward a few days after the tattoo, and it was time to have dinner with some extended family relatives. Um, before that, though, before the dinner, during the day, you know, my parent, my mom was at work, my sister was at work, I had the whole house to myself. So, I had, I recorded and edited a pretty fun Instagram reel, which, if you're following me on Instagram, you guys saw that. It was just a fun video, you know, being about being home alone on Christmas in the year of 2022, because that was last year. Um, oh yeah, speaking of Instagram, I'm sorry if I didn't mention this in the podcast yet, but I am currently streaming streaming live on Instagram for this season premiere. So if you're following me on Instagram, I hope you are in the chat, enjoying the stream, all great stuff there. So yeah, I made the I made the reel, and pretty much just like the theme of it was like, oh man, I'm home alone. It's time to act a fool and make a mess. Um, but in reality, if I was just home alone, I would just go back to my room and play video games. So yeah, great stuff. 
But yep, after I recorded all that, then it was time for dinner with the extended family. Nice restaurant, you know, it was mostly uh, seafood options, but I don't like seafood at all. But luckily on the menu, there were like other Italian food options, so I got some spaghetti. It's good stuff. And yeah, good meal there, and then the next day, it was Christmas Eve. And as is tradition on Christmas Eve, the, the family, we were all going to go to church and then go to Denny's afterwards. And part of that tradition, of course, 20 years strong, is going to the Christmas Eve service at church late. And then, so, you know, we were late getting to the service and we get through the door and the dude's like, oh, how many are in your group? And we're like five. And he's like... I don't know, I don't know if we can get you in the main room, but there's this side room that we have, and so we went into the side room, and they were still playing the service, but it was just like on a projector on a screen, but this side room was so much better than being in like the actual room where they have mass, it was small, the lights were dim, not nearly as many people, so you don't feel peer pressured into standing during all the songs, like... If more churches had sensory rooms like this, that would be so cool. Like, I would maybe actually go to church. It was great stuff. So after church, as is tradition with the family, we went to Denny's. The booth we got sat in, it was a tight fit, but you know what? We made do. We made it work. And uh, it was cool. You know, I got some pancakes. The waitress had really nice nails, so good job on her for getting those really nicely done. And then, yeah, just typical Denny stuff. And then the next morning, guys, the next morning, it's Christmas. And it was a pretty different Christmas. You know, I was as a kid, I was the one who was, like, up at 8 a.m. making a scene, trying to get everyone else to wake up for Christmas. But I think since, like, during the semester, I just had a later sleeping schedule and, you know, even during break, I would just stay up for however long I wanted. So I didn't get up stupid early this Christmas. But, you know, I think I got up, like, around 1030. So not too bad. And, they, um, so, yeah, this Christmas, not only was it different because I got up at, like, a reasonable time for everyone else in the house, but it was different compared to last year because last year for Christmas, it was way, way too big in my opinion. We had like two families celebrating Christmas under one roof, but then other people were celebrating at other roofs before coming to my roof. But this year, it was just a really small Christmas. You know, it was me, it was my mom, it was my two sisters, and then my one sister's fiance came to hang out, and that's when we celebrated Christmas. And, you know, it was just really simple. We put on a movie. There wasn't a complicated order of opening presents. We all did our own thing. And let me tell you, I loved my presents this year. It was a good mix of practical stuff, of cool, unique stuff, some surprises in there. One of my favorite gifts I got on Christmas, it was a 100% surprise, but I'm really glad I got it. It's really cool. So... If you don't know, there's this one uh, Rooster Teeth podcast that I like, you know, Bleep Face, if you know, you know. And even though there's a bad word in the title of the show, whenever they say it during the podcast, they censor it out. And they even, like, sold their own physical censor button that they pushed to, you know, censor it. And since, you know, in my podcast, I censor some of the naughty words that I say, I got that censor button for Christmas. 
And so yeah, I have my own sensor button. I'll let you guys hear it. Here it is. Crazy, like it works, it's everything. And it's really cool because you know, like like I said, I censor my naughty words. So instead of having to like edit in the sensor's post-production, I can just pull up the button and be like, oh, what the? And just that easy. It's gonna be so sick. And I also got some other cool presents too. Um, I got Gotham Knights, the video game. I got the skateboarding book. I saw Tony Hawk promote a while back. And so, yeah, it was just really fun. It was a really good Christmas. I enjoyed everything I got. It was really nice. And so, you know, after opening all the presents, it was just chill, laid back. I got to mess with all my new stuff. Um, I'll give a short review for Gotham Knights because I know in the Instagram live stream we do have some DC comic fans in the chat. So I'll give a review from Gotham Knights. Um, it's not the game's fault, but on PC it crashes a lot. At least, I don't know if it's just my specs and my setup. Because, like, I have the minimum specs, but I don't have the recommended specs. But, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah. I wish it didn't crash as much. But it is what it is. Um, other than that, like, the game itself is really fun. You have to go into it knowing, like, it's not a Batman Arkham game, and that's not how the combat style is, that's not how the story is, that's not how the gameplay is. It's its own completely separate, independent game. It just happens to have Batman characters in it. So that's one way to go into it. Um, sometimes, like, the main story does get... It's really short, and some of the side activities are repetitive. Um, but, like, if you do everything, the game does fill out personally... I would not pay the full price of $60 for it. Luckily, it was on the Steam Winter Sale, so I was able to get it, you know, at a cheaper price. Um, but, yeah. For sure, I um, definitely would not pay a full price of $60 for that. And the chat's going crazy because I brought up Tony Hawk, and Malcolm Cambridge makes a great point that I 100% agree with. American Wasteland over Pro Skater. I love American Wasteland so much. That was my first Tony Hawk game. I played it on the GameCube. Um, whenever I would try and fast travel, the game would crash. It's great memories with American Wasteland. And I recently replayed it. I talked about it on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. I uh, replayed it on the PC where, you know, it didn't crash. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I talked about, you know, playing with all my new presents, and a few days later, I had a plan to go to the mall, because it's tradition, whenever I am in Maryland, I have to go to Dave & Buster's for the Half Price Wednesdays, but when I went on this particular Wednesday, the mall was stupid packed, and I guess it's because kids were still out of school and all that, but golly, man. So I just went shopping and stuff for my own. It was nice, you know, it was kind of like Christmas part two, which as a kid of divorced parents, I'm used to having two Christmases, but to be able to like, you know, do it on my own and not have to travel across state lines to do it, that was pretty nice too. So after that, you know, got some stuff for myself at the mall, went home, uh, shout out to my mom, she was super supportive of just like everything the entire time I was there. Whenever I asked if she wanted to watch AEW Dynamite or Rampage, she said sure without hesitation. So yeah, it was just really cool to have that support while I was home. Um, a day later, I got to hang out with my sister during break, which was a lot of fun. Uh, she took me out bowling with some of her coworkers, except the first bowling alley we went to was packed, 
and every alley we called within like a 10 mile radius was also packed. And so we found one that was not as full, but we still had to wait for a lane and all that. Um, it was fun though. Like once we did start bowling, I won we played two games and I won the second game bowling a 119. So you know what? Feels good. And then after that, that Friday, shout out to AIW. They had a great show on December 30th, Jet Black New Year. Not only, you know, the show was supposed to be in downtown Cleveland at the Odeon. They had to move it due to some property problems to the Tadmore Shrine in Akron. Who knows, you know, how many fans would show out to that venue change. But dude, the AIW Faithful showed out on the 30th. From what I saw, over 400 people packed the shrine for Jet Black New Year, which was just great to see. I'm really glad the fans were able to come out and like that last minute within a week notice, able to come out to support. That was great to see. And what was also great to see was just the show itself, you know, being able to sit back and watch the show instead of stressing about like putting it together or helping out with anything. It was kind of nice. It was really relaxing. And it was a good show, too. You know, not only, like, I'm glad I was able to watch it because whenever I'm working event, I'm working, like, I'm paying attention to what I have to do and not necessarily the matches. But all I have to do is watch the matches. And the matches were really good from top to bottom all night long. And the production itself, like, the TV value of it was really solid. The new ring apron looks good. There were video packages before matches. We had full screen graphics. Um, I know Chase Oliver has been the spearhead for pretty much everything production in AIW. So shout out to him. He's put in a lot of work for getting us to look good. Uh, reading the chat here, Derek Dillinger said, We missed you. I missed you guys too, you know. I didn't want to miss the show. Obviously, I want to be involved. I wanted to be there. But unfortunately, I couldn't with the dang apartment being on the renovation. Uh, JB coming in. Fonzie went wild. Dude, Fonzie was going nuts at um, Jet Black New Year because like he got the nastiest gash right on his eyebrow and golly man it was brutal brutal stuff but we get some a uh, <laughs> we get some other updates here some promotionals watch out on February 11th Westside Bowl in Youngstown Ohio AIW coming in this aggression will not stand man get your tickets today there's gonna be Unofficial, I still have to talk to the higher-ups, but a pre-show meet-and-greet with observational banter is possible for this Youngstown show, so get ready for that. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Jet Black New Year, like I said, really good show. Everyone involved, top to down, the title matches, the tag team matches, the single match. Yeah, the title and tag team. The Bitcoin boys are now the AIW Tag Team Champions. That is crazy. I know Eric Taylor had a great 2022, so to get Mikey Montgomery with him, getting some gold around their waist, great stuff. Um, so yeah, good show, great show, and then after that, you know, Saturday night going into Sunday, it was New Year's, and for me, it was a pretty lonely New Year's. So because I was supposed to be back in Ohio pre-renovations by the 30th, my mom had booked a weekend vacation out of the house, just her and the dogs, so she was out of the house for that weekend. Um, my sister was over at her friend's house, so she was out of the house. And so I was just playing video games until like 11.50, then I paused my game, went downstairs, grabbed the cat, watched the ball drop, took a picture with the cat, and then I went back upstairs to play video games. So yeah, 
kind of a weird, kind of a weird, lonely uh, New Year's for me. But you know what? It happened. We are officially in 2023. Great stuff. Great stuff. Wild stuff, even. Can't wait to see what this year has in store. So after New Year's, it was a really weird stretch because I was going back to Ohio on January 6th, but now it's like January 1st, and I didn't really have anything to do. So um, that Wednesday, though, before the 6th, I went back to Dave & Buster's, and luckily it was a lot emptier this time because I also went during the day instead of at night. Um, So that's another reason why it wasn't as crowded. But man... All the games at Dave & Buster's suck now. It's really sad. Like, I remember in my prime when I was a senior in high school and I had a half schedule, I would leave school early, go to Dave & Buster's at, like, 1 p.m. It was the best. But now they suck because, like, it's all racing or shooting games that you do with multiple people. Any of the games where you can win tickets, they're mostly luck-based instead of being skill-based. I ended up playing Guitar Hero like five times because even though it doesn't give you tickets, like that's just what I had the most fun playing. But yeah, it's the worst. People are asking me in the chat, where was I on January 6th? I was on a plane to Ohio. Don't worry, JB. And then Spider Stepper, if you're talking about the one Spider-Man game that used to be at the Dave & Buster's, but when I went this past week, it wasn't there, which is really annoying because I was really good at that Spider-Man game. But yeah, anyway, whatever. Um, so flash forward to the 6th. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the details you guys want to hear. It's time to head back to Ohio. And so everything's all packed up. I say bye to all my pets. And I head to the airport. And a, um, you know, it's an easy time at the airport. I walk around for a bit. I get to my flight. I head out. And I land. And I get my bag. And luckily... I did not have to wait a long time for the brown lot bus from you know to get to that long-term parking. It was, the bus was right there when I got out the door, so I just got right on the bus. It was nice. And so you know I get to my car, I get all that. I haven't eaten in a minute. So once I'm you know back in my car, I get some McDonald's. I only eat about half of it though because I don't want a full stomach before wrestling practice. And wrestling practice is definitely where this episode takes a turn. But before I get in to the main event of this episode, we're going to go to a quick advertisement break, so don't go anywhere. Flash forward it if you want to. We are going to get into the saucy part of this episode right after this. So Friday night wrestling practice, I'm coming straight from the airport. Like, I didn't go home to get my wrestling stuff, so I don't have my knee pads, I don't have my full gear, but it's alright, you know? Like, the main reason I wanted to go to practice on Friday was just to shake off some ring rust before going straight into a normal practice. So, you know, I roll around for a bit, I run the ropes, and we start getting into practice matches. Gosh darn practice matches. I've been watching too much Darby Allen. I thought that spot he did with Samoa Joke a while back, where, like, Allen went for a dive and Joe just walked away. Like, I love that spot from both Allen and Samoa Joe, because I know Joe does that a lot. So, I wanted to do that. You know, that's a fun cutoff. So, to uh, skip some of the more uh, details, I have a video of it. I don't plan on, you know, publicly tweeting it or releasing it anywhere. If you want it that bad, you can ask. Um, But yeah, so I go for the dive. It does not go as planned. It's a really ugly landing. And 
a uh, dislocated shoulder. And so, like, I knew it as soon as it happened. It was dislocated. And, like, the most unfortunate thing is, is, like, the first thing I could think of was, like, I remember, because I know in boxing class, like, I was always acting stupid and, like, doing super kicks to the punching bags and stuff like that. And my one classmate in the class, he would, he would always say, you know, it's all and giggles until someone giggles and which, if you know the phrase, you know what that is supposed to be without the censors. But anyway, yes, yeah, so that's all I could think of. But yeah, as soon as I, like, hit the ground, I knew my shoulder dislocated. I couldn't move it. Like, I could still move my fingers and stuff like that, and I could make a fist. Um, but my shoulder was just not feeling it at all. So, luckily, it could have been a lot worse. From the angle in which I landed and just how everything went with the trajectory and the speed it could have been a lot worse and I'm very fortunate that it was not worse and I'm also very lucky that I was with people that cared about me and wanted to get me help and make sure that I got that help and so my arm is now in a makeshift sling from my wrestling buddy's hoodie I'm in the car getting driven into the emergency room I'm like in the passenger seat. I couldn't even reach over across my with my left hand to get my seatbelt on. So that's probably like getting in the car without a seatbelt on is probably the most dangerous thing I did that night. But whatever, we get to the hospital. I'm hobbling in because like I'm hunched over supporting my arm and just like the angle that my back is at is like the most comfortable I can find and it's not comfortable at all. It's just, you know, the least suckiness. So I'm humbling over, and we're in line to check in, and the police officer that's by the door was like, oh my gosh, I love your tattoos. Can I take a picture? Because, like, I'm still wearing my shorts from wrestling. So she's like, oh my gosh, can I take a picture of them? And I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, as I'm hunched, hold her, like, holding onto my arm for dear life. So I get checked in. I, uh, you know, taking my seat in the waiting room, and there are a lot of people in this waiting room. I was getting, like, really nervous that, like, I was going to be in the waiting room forever. And so I'm looking at the video about what happened because, you know, I, like I said, there's a video of it. So I'm looking about, like, what happened, what went wrong, and I'm reacting to it. I'm like, oh, you can see my arm bend back there. That's crazy. And there was a dude in the waiting room who was, like, sitting across from us, and he was like, okay, well, now I want to see what happened. And so I showed him the video of me eating crap. And he was like, oh, that's gnarly. And so despite the crowded emergency room, I actually got called back pretty quickly. Um, I'm a mess, though, because now my back is starting to hurt from being hunched over trying to support my arm. And, yeah, I'm just a mess right now. So they sit me down in an office to take my vitals, and they're asking me what happened. And I told them, I was like, oh, I was wrestling, and I tried to go for a move off the top rope, and I just didn't land properly. Which is like, that's like a half-truth, you know, it's at least 50%, right? And so they move me into a wheelchair, they wheel me into the x-ray room, and in the x-ray room, I had to stand up, hold my arm at like a certain angle, and then kind of flip and turn around, and, you know, they take a picture from the other side. And so after standing for the for the x-rays the technician comes out and she was kind of explaining like what's going to happen next what the plan is but like as i'm you know standing there trying to hold my arm at the position they want it my hearing is just starting to get really muffled and my vision is getting really blurry 
And so I just cut her off, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm about to pass out. I need to sit down. And so I sit down in the wheelchair. They wheel me back into another room, and this is just kind of like, you know, my room at this point. There's a bed there. I don't, like, have the energy to move to the bed, though, so I'm just still chilling in the wheelchair. Um, eventually, the doctor comes in after the x-rays are developed and, they're, and, you know, they get looked at. And they're like, yeah, you dislocated it really good. And, like, I saw the x-ray, and to see where, like, the socket of where my arm, my humerus bone is supposed to be, and then the ball joint of where my bone was, crazy separation. Oh, my, it was nuts. And so, anyway, so once I see the x-ray, the doctor's like, so we'll give you some meds, we'll lay you on the bed, and then we'll try and pop it back in. And the meds they gave me, they gave me a Percocet, so you already know, I am full on perk angle. Let them know, Kurt. So, you know, once the perk kicks in, they move me over to the bed, they have me lay down, and they're trying to pop the shoulder back in. So they're stretching on me, they're pulling me, they're massaging me, and eventually it just gets to a point after so much stretching and pulling, I'm like, ouch, okay, can you please stop? I can't do this anymore, please stop. And so the doctor is like, okay, we'll give you another medicine to try and ease the pain and calm you down, and we'll try to pop it back in again. So they put an IV in me, and they give me Valium, and that's the you know IV medicine they gave me as a painkiller. And at that point, I was all, like, my body was already through it. I was gone because, like, my body wanted to go to sleep from the perks and just being out of it. But the pain from my shoulder was keeping me awake and not letting me come back to sleep. So once the Valium kicks in, you know, doctors come back in again. And they're pulling, twisting, rotating, nope, nothing. It is just, it's not going back in without it being excruciating pain. And so they're like, well, there's two options. We can just free weight it in for a while. You know, it could take a while, but it would get it in eventually. Excuse me. And yeah, it would get in eventually. Or we can sedate you and while you're asleep, we'll be able to pop it back in. And I was like, all right, yeah, just sedate me so I can be asleep for it. I don't want to feel this thing anymore. And so they moved me over to the operating room. And I'm already, you know, for lack of a better word, I'm already high off of what they just gave me. And so I'm just kind of chilling there, and I was laying there, and, I'm, you know, I'm just like, thank you guys for really taking care of me. I was appreciated. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, no problem. You know, that's the point of triage care. We saw how bad you looked, and we want to make sure that you were treated first. And I was like, yeah, I saw how crowded it was in there, and I just got really nervous about how long I would have to wait. And they're like, yeah, you know, there are plenty of people in there who, like, have had cold symptoms for a week. They can wait. And I was like, yeah, that's an urgent care problem. And they all laughed at that. So, you know, good to know, like, even when I'm not fully there, I'm still, you know, comedy Caleb out here. And so they're about to put me to sleep. At this point, all the staff who have worked on me and asked what happened, they know it was a wrestling accident. And so one of the doctors, as I'm about to go to sleep, they were like, imagine the Undertaker's music. And I was like, Undertaker? No, that's not a good sign. Give me Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'm pretty sure that was the last thing I said before I fell asleep was Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I think is pretty fitting. It would be cool. Um, it was also nice, like, beforehand they were kind of asking me questions about, like, oh, have you ever, you know, done anything? Like, have you ever had a surgery before? Have you done this, that, and the other? 
and they were talking about what to put me to sleep with. I forgot. Hold on. Do I have the paper somewhere? Um, yes, I do. I'm sorry if you can't hear me. Um, Propofol. That's what they gave me to put me to sleep. But anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah, they put me to sleep. And at first, though, before they said propofol, they brought up ketamine. And Ed from Pod Van Dam would have been really excited about that. But then they're like, oh, but that would tighten your muscles. We don't want that. So propofol put me to sleep. I wake up. And I was like, and, you know, once I wake up, they're like, all right, you're back in place. And I was like, wow, that was quick. But apparently during my sleep and this whole operation, I was talking, like, about TikToks and stuff, which I think that is very on brand. I believe that 100%. Um, so, you know, once they popped me back in, they gave, they took me over to get a CT scan just to, like, double check my shoulder and all that, make sure everything was good. And so the CT scan happens, I'm back to my room, and I'm waiting on those results now. So the doctor comes in and tells me that I'm good to go, gives me my exit packet, and she's like, you know, you got any questions? And I was like, yeah, how's my CT scan? And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot to, you know, tell you that. So we did find a small hill sac fracture in your shoulder. It's really common in dislocations, you know, surgery shouldn't be required, but I'm not an orthopedist. That's not really my official decision to say. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm good to go. So I take my exit packet. Uh, my shoulder is sore, but it feels a lot better. My arm is now in a sling, and they tell me that I can take it out of the sling when I'm in the shower and whenever I'm changing clothes. But yeah, make my way out of the hospital. I spent the night at a wrestling buddy's house, just kind of chilling there. Um, just so you know, I wasn't driving with any meds in my system. And then the next morning, I went back to my car. And remember at the start, before I went to practice, when I talked about how I only ate half my McDonald's? Well, the other half was still there. And if you think about it, it was in my car. It was cold. It was practically a refrigerator. So, you know, yeah, it was cool. I was able to just eat that for breakfast, made it home. I picked out my prescription, my new painkiller of naproxen. Um, at this point, I got everything back into my apartment because I haven't been in my apartment since I came back to Ohio. So yeah, all that was in there. And a, um, eventually later on, on that Saturday, I told my wrestling coaches about what happened because one, honestly, is the best policy. And two, if I wanted them to hear about my shoulder being dislocated, I wanted it to be from me. And so they were very understanding about it. You know, it's not like I'm exp expelled from the school or whatever. I'm annoyed at myself for just not thinking sooner and for just, like, all the progress that I've made in wrestling since, you know, like, the psych ward. Like, it's kind of annoying. But it is what it is. It happens, you know. And, um, but, yeah. And then we're flash-forwarding to Sunday. That's today. It wasn't really entertaining, I did a photo shoot for my Instagram and posted that today. The Washington Commanders one, which was cool. And yeah, cool stuff all the way around. So no question of the week this week, just because I just wanted to do a recap episode. I, um, although, we actually had a pretty good question in the chat. So there is going to be a question of the week this week. No gong, though. Don't need the gong. Um, one of the viewers in the Instagram chat asked, um, you know, since I'm in a sling and I have to do sign language, does that count as a speech impediment? And my answer to that 
was imagine like a person who speaks English, but they have a lisp. You know, like you can, you know, they're still speaking English. You can understand what they're saying. It just sounds a little different. So that's what I feel like. Cause like I can still sign with my left arm. That's all fine. It's just my right arm has limited mobility when it comes to signing. So that's how I think that is. Um, but yeah, you know, no question of the week, uh, except for that. Sorry, I'm just rereading my notes again to try and remember where I'm at. Uh, but yeah, now I'm just focused on the spring semester. You know, I remember talking about how I had like a lot of KSS or like kinesiology, sports science, pretty much PE classes. I have a lot of them this semester. So I let my professors know. I emailed them and I was like, hey, my arm is dislocated and in a sling. Well, you know, probably limited participation for the beginning. Just let me know. Oh, yeah. Spring semester is going to be crazy. I have a good feeling about it. Like, overall, when it comes to classes and work, it's not that busy. But I know it is going to become very busy just with all the crap I do. But, yeah, thanks for listening this far. Once again, I'd like to thank BenMusic.com for letting me use some music in this pro- uh, product. Excuse me. Um, rest in peace, Pod Van Dam. They are still really cool, but they are no longer an active podcast. So who am I, who's really cool? Um, at odds with wrestling, they're cool. Uh, Wrestle Cheers, they're pretty fun. Um, the card is going to change. Now that's a cool podcast right there. I'll tell you what. And but yeah, but when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to season four, I know everyone's asking, Caleb, where's the guests? And I'm working on something. All right, just wait. I'm working on it. Unless you know it falls through, then I'll be creative. But you know what? We're cooking. It's all that matters. Uh, thank you for listening to this far. If you'd like to follow me on my social medias, you can do so. Instagram, Twitter, at NotCalebEllison. Do all that fun stuff right there. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends. And until next time, I'll see you later on Observational Banter.